Hello, baseball fans. Welcome to Sully Baseball Daily, the podcast we talk about baseball 365 days a year. Unless it's a leap year, then we're going to do another one. I've been doing this every single day since October 24th, 2012. It's now the second day of December, 2016. And I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. I'm wandering around a parking lot right now because I don't know where the hell I parked. It's late at night. And I, I, I want to go home. And, I'm, and I don't know where I parked. I thought I parked up in this lot. Now, here's what I know. Here's what your pal Sully knows. I'm going to use some of my reasoning, my detective skills here. I know I drove here. Do you know how I know I drove here? Because I'm here. So I can eliminate the idea that I don't have my car. Now, the next is, did somebody steal my car? Very unlikely. Very unlikely. We have security cars going around this place where I work. You know, the idea of someone coming in and hot-wiring my car. And by the way, if you've seen my car, you know, I mean, look at, I work in the Silicon Valley. There's some people with some money here. There's some nice goddamn cars in this lot. No one's going to be like, hey, look at that. Look at that green car. I think we'll, I think we'll get Sully's. So I think that we're reaching a couple of logical conclusions here. That I may have parked in the other lot. But I'll be honest with you, my friends. I have no memory of that. So what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be wandering around like those, those guys those ghosts outside of the haunted mansion at Disneyland with my key out, hitting lock, unlock, lock, unlock, until I hear a beep, beep. That's why we have this. Now, I, you know, I would have bet everything I am that I parked in this lot. But I do not see my car here. What the hell is going on around here? So now, I am going to just kind of wander about, and I figured if I'm going to be doing this, and there's a very good chance that I'll have to go walk down to the other parking lot, which is down a hill, and I'm not going to lie to you, I have no reason to lie to you, you're my pal, Uh, it's a pain in the ass to get to that lot. I have no memory of stuff like this, and this is one of the things that I find so bizarre is that and drives my wife absolutely bananas and in fact has driven most people in my life absolutely bananas and that is I can recall things in the world of baseball if I sat down right now wandering around this parking lot I could tell you the 24 man roster of the 1987 Minnesota Twins. And yet, I don't know where the hell I parked my car. I assumed I parked here. Do you know why? This is where I park it. But I'm going to wander over to here. Did I park it? I didn't park it down there. I would have, that would have been even more inconvenient. All right, I may have to walk to the other lot. So let's see if I can do that. I've never, I'm not a Minnesota Twin fan. I liked them the two years they won the World Series, and I, you know, there were several years where 
I rooted for them in the postseason. But in the end, I don't really care. But what are the... Let's see if I can do that. Let's see if I can name the 24-man roster of the Minnesota Twins who won the World Series in 87. Okay. One, Tim Laudner, catcher. Two, Kent Herbeck, first base. Second base, uh, Steve Lombardozzi. Shortstop, uh, Greg uh, Gagne. Third base, uh, that'd be Gary Gaetti. That's five. Uh, the outfield, Danny Gladden, Kirby Puckett, Tom Brunanski. Okay, that's your starting nine. Uh, your, uh, your DH was Randy Bush, and they acquired Don Baylor down the stretch to be a right-handed DH. There's ten. Um, also off the bench, you had Gene Larkin, who was a World Series hero in 1991. You had Mark Davidson, who was a pinch runner. You had Al Newman, who was a utility infielder. You had Roy Smalley, who was the ancient former twin star on the roster uh, for nostalgic purposes and actually got a hit in the World Series. And then you had uh, Sal Butera was the backup catcher. I almost said Tom Nieto. Tom Nieto was on that team, but he wasn't on the roster. Okay, there's your 15. Uh, nine more to go. Pitchers. Um, you had Frankie Viola. Uh, Burt Blylevin, Les Straker, Joe Necro. There was your starting rotation. Uh, Necro actually didn't start in the postseason. Uh, and Jeff Rudin was your closer. Okay. So that's 20. There's four more. You had uh, Dan Schatzeter, uh, Juan Berenguer, uh, Keith Atherton. God damn it. There's one more player on that roster who I'm not thinking of. And see, the Twins, I, rem I remember they had a bunch of players on that team who were veterans for a long time. Uh, let me see if I can figure it out. I said Les Straker. I know Mike Smithson was on the team, but I don't think he was on the roster. I know Steve Carlton was on the team, but I know he wasn't on the roster. Damn it. Damn it. Is there another hitter I'm not thinking of? Is there another player, a position player, that I'm not thinking of? Who's that other member of that? Oh, man. I can't tell what's more frustrating. The fact that I can't remember who the other member of the 1987 Minnesota Twins was, or the fact that I have to walk down to the lower parking lot on the outside chance that I parked there. This sucks. I, uh, I'm trying to do this Twins exercise so I can feel good about myself. And now I feel bad about myself that I don't know where my goddamn car is. And I can't figure out who the 24th man of the 1987 Minnesota Twins was. And I'm conflating the 91 and the 87 ones. Oh, was it Paul Urulo? No, you jackass. Paul Urulo wasn't on the, 90, the 87 team. You know, these are the times I just want to throw my hands up. 
I rattled off. I was giving my credit for Keith Atherton, for Dan Schatzeter, for Mark Davidson, for Randy Bush and Don Baylor. All these names I remembered were on that team. I could just say, hey, maybe it was Mike Smithson. He never got into a game. But, you know, would you really feel good about that? Could you really look yourself in the mirror and say, maybe they didn't put Mike Smithson in a game, feel good about yourself, Sully. I can't. I can't do that. So here I am. I'm one car short and one member of the 1987 Minnesota Twins short of fulfilling anything in this podcast. And you know what? I'm going to listen back to this podcast. I'm going to hear myself huffing and puffing. I don't feel like I'm huffing and puffing. But whenever I hear myself record, I always like, oh man, I'm hearing myself breathing heavily. Seriously, what if my car isn't down in the lower parking lot? What the hell am I going to do? Walk back up to the upper parking lot and try to remember the, uh, the, the, the roster for the 1988 Dodgers? Mike Sosha was catcher. Franklin Stubbs, Steve Sachs, Alfredo Griffin, Jeff Hamilton, there's five, Kirk Gibson, John Shelby, Mike Marshall, and they would also play uh, Tracy Woodson at first from time to time, and uh, I believe Danny Heap was on that team. You also had, okay, there's ten, you had... Rick Dempsey, Jose Gonzalez, Mike Davis was on the team. Who else were the infielders? Oh, uh, Mike Sharperson and Dave Anderson. Okay, uh, that's 15. And then you had Jesse Orozco, Brian Holton, uh, Ricky Horton, Alejandro Pena, um, Jay Howell. Um, John Tudor, Oral Hershiser, Tim Leary, Tim Belcher. Boom! There's your 19, I got your 1988 Dodgers right there from memory. Still don't know where the hell my car is. And, you know, I can hear there's some truck backing up here. Maybe they're backing over my car. I can hear people in my life saying, you can rattle off players like that, but you honestly can't remember where your car is. No, I honestly can't. It's how my brain is wired. It's not, you know. I mean, park my car and... I'm going to tell you, I'm almost at the lower parking lot right now. And your pal Sully is going to be really, really pissed if my car is not there. But you know what? This is an interesting thing because it's not often that I have a podcast that has a dramatic narrative where nobody, not even I, know the outcome of it. Because when you hear me reviewing a game, like, oh, well, let's see what's happening in this game, you know the outcome of the game. You don't turn on the podcast, oh, I haven't seen the game yet. I'll listen to Sully listen to it. If you do that, you're a psychopath. And if you are a psychopath listen to the show, I welcome you aboard and, uh, you know, go to sullybaseball.com. All right, I'm in the lower parking lot, and I don't see it yet. So, 
I'm not going to lie to you. Well, as good as I feel that I was able to rattle off the entire roster of the 1988 Los Angeles Dodgers, I am a little worried if I don't have my car here. By the way, um, I found out that the union and the commissioner and the owners, they got into an agreement for a collective bargaining agreement. And I, I for one, am so happy. I don't know the details. I don't know. I don't know the fine print or anything like that. And do you know what? I don't really care. I don't really care. Because you saw intelligence creep over baseball. Now, I'm sure it was acrimonious. I have no doubt that it was acrimonious. I have no doubt that there was a tremendous amount of pressure. And, you know, that both sides wanted to get a win. And I have no doubt that there was ill will between some people and the backslapping and smiling uh, hides a lot of people grinding their teeth. Going, this guy's an asshole. I get it. I understand it. I just am glad that intelligence creeped in. Baseball can't afford to have any labor issues or... or Take any time off of the clock. I mean, I'll go to I'll go to MLB.com here on my little app here, and look at that. It's a five-year deal. Five years. So that means the next time we have to talk about this is will will be the end of this presidential term. I mean, we're not gonna we're not gonna revisit this till 2021. Now, granted, Albert Pujols will still be under contract. But think about this for a second. Let's go the, the closest we can have to labor uh, unrest is 2021. Okay? 2021. All right. Now, let's say, let's, how many years has that been since 1994? That would be 27 years. 27 years after the strike of 1994 and the lockout of 1995. Now, what do we add to that? We add the rule of seven. We add the rule of seven because babies don't care. Three-year-olds don't care. Toddlers don't care. You don't start following a sport till you're seven years old. So let's add seven to that. That means by the end of this collective bargaining agreement, every baseball fan who is 34 years or younger has no memory of a labor stoppage, has no memory of the main news of baseball being a scowling Donald Fear and a drooling Bud Selig and talking about this and talking about that and hearing these players are so greedy and they just are, all this stuff that was so ingrained in the game that I grew up with. I was born in 1972, the year of the first work stoppage. I was there. Were, I had never. I've never lived in a world where there wasn't a baseball work stoppage, and it always was a threat, especially when I was nine years old during the 1981 strike. 
it hung like a, well, like a bad thing. How about that for a metaphor? Like a dark cloud. Like a body dangling from the rafters. That's eerie. That's disgusting. Like, just, just like, like burnt milk. What the hell is burnt milk? Like something that lingers. And the notion of, oh, collective bargaining agreements is going under, the collective bargaining agreement is expiring. And you knew the posturing would begin, and you knew the threat of a strike was always there. Now, to be fair, the last time there was a threat, a legit threat, was 2002. And it really looked like it was going to happen. And we will all forget that. Around 2002, it looked like it was going to happen. Contraction was on the table. A lot of crap was on the table. And now, but that came and went, and like someone, there was someone, I forget who it was, made a 9-11 reference. Like the, the strike date was on September 11th, and they said, you're going to fly a plane into baseball or something. Something that wasn't really smart to say, especially because when they said it, 9-11 was less than a year before and still a fresh scar. Geez, I can't believe that's 15 years ago. Man, how old am I? But calmer heads have prevailed. Intelligence has creeped into the world. And baseball has said, you know what? We're making too much money. The players are making too much money. And there are too many options for us to not put this content out there. So whatever issues we have carving up a multi-billion dollar pie then, I don't know, maybe we should table it. Maybe we should find a mid-ground. Maybe, just maybe, we shouldn't put a bazooka to our foot. So as I'm wandering around this parking lot, I feel good that I was able to name the entire roster of the Dodgers in 1988 and all but one of the Minnesota Twins of 1987. I feel good that baseball will be played uninterrupted through this entire decade. Think of that. We've had the 2000s and the 2010s. They will come, they will go, free of labor issues. Or free of labor stoppage. I'm sure there's many issues. But without a stoppage. And you know what I'm also thrilled about? I found my car. It was in the lower parking lot. I have no memory of parking this car here. None. Zilch. Was I in a trance? I don't know. I, 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 vivid memories of parking it upstairs. But nope, I'm here at the lower parking lot. For some reason, I don't know why. But that's me shutting the car door. Shut the car door. So, folks, I'm glad I could take this time to wander around a parking lot and experience this with you. And I'm glad I was able to find the car. You know what? I, I really hope that some of you were wrapped in suspense, wondering if your pal Sully was going to find his car in this episode number 1501 of the Sully Baseball Daily Podcast. And all I can say to you is go to SullyBaseball.com. 
like me on Facebook, Southern, iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, Twitter, Stitcher, Instagram. I'm everywhere. The music is by Ted Thacker and Patrick Kalitsky. Finding my car in Palo Alto, California. This has been the Solid Baseball Daily Podcast for the second day of December 2016. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Do you want? You can call me Solid.